0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Moetzei Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcho Daraisa, and a special Rizcho Daraisa indeed this is. Um, I don't know when our listeners will be hearing this, but I am sure that they're hearing this still shocked by last week's events, the invasion of Ukraine by uh, the Russian forces.
1: The evil um, empire.
0: Uh, yes. And um, the reason why I think it's it's sending shockwaves through the Jewish community is because many Jewish people, um, perhaps even you people are listening, weren't aware of the number of Jews that have been living in Ukraine, uh, the cities that are uh, having what in some cases seem to be a vibrant uh, Torah communities, at least from the images, uh, the numbers are 200,000 is the numbers I saw, perhaps even more, maybe that's even an underestimate. And there have been appeals that, uh, to, the, to the world at large to help them the Jewish community at large needs to uh, help them escape help them escape to uh to Poland and other places um, sounds strange doesn't it that <laughs> were let's raise money for them to escape to Poland right yeah let's escape yeah. to Poland um but clearly, the uh, the it, it, it really brings up images of, of 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 the last century and maybe even earlier than that. Um, I know, Rabbi Yosef, that uh, in your uh, role as the as the as the Meir de Asra now, like you, you, you're you're the monthly rabbi. And what's the name of the of the shul that you're the rabbi of now?
1: Anche Palisades.
0: Anche Palisades, right?
1: Palisades Street or
0: Avenue. Pal- Palisade, right in, in Pomona. Right Anche Palisades, well well, maybe that'staka you know you know Pella miushhan pulayim, because they are clearly uh way beyond almost i think any other community in their in their choice of a rough i mean they have they've chosen the the thereisharimshibahol mo ummayagabe it's it's and i know that 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 you in this week uh it was. Things were tumbling, right about uh, about this situation. And I know that you held forth in your Shabbos Drosha and Shaloshidis. I know that 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 you have some very forceful opinions to to speak forth about it. But I want you to know, Rabbi Yisif, that because uh, I didn't want you to just say them in a vacuum, today we have with us uh, uh, Professor Dov Kogan, who is a, a professor at uh, at College. Um, He is a a person who is extremely well-versed in Russian history. Uh, He is uh, born in Russia, and um, he's here to, I think, keep us honest and understanding. So, Dr. Kogan, welcome to the fires of Rizka Daraisa. Uh,
2: Thank you very much. Um, I must say, as I mentioned early before we started the podcast, that if you look at the map of the Ukraine, most of the places that you see the names uh, have a great deal of meaning to anybody Jewish uh, who knows uh, even a tiny bit, bit about Jewish history, whether it's a Hasidic court, it's a great yeshiva, something happened here, something good happened here, bad happened there, but it's really meaningful to us. So that's why when something happens in Ukraine, obviously there's a, there's a connection that that we feel,
0: right? Um, but you said something bad happens, and I think that's a, a good place for us to start because um, uh-huh. we do want this to be positive. It is coming into Rishkaidish other. We uh, dedicated ourselves to be besimcha and to be positive. Uh, so let's talk. What's bad? Connecting it to Purim for a second, we'll have Rabbi Bechhofer uh, voice his opinion, and I want to—I want you to respond uh, to things that he's saying. But first, let me let's talk about what I heard uh, from people today. Rabbi Bechhofer says that it's something that uh, he has seen in comments and various blog sites that the Ukrainians are getting what they deserve. That the Ukrainians. Uh, The long, terrible history of anti-Semitism, whether it's Komeniki, the the Heidemax, whether it's what occurred in the the beginning of the 20th century, the 100,000 Jews that were slaughtered. And of course, most famously, in most people's minds, is the willing, loving participation of the Ukrainians in the Nazi exterminations of Jews throughout and all it, these cities, Dr. Kogan, that you mentioned, Meshvish and others, where the slaughters were perpetrated by the Nazis and the very eager, happy Ukrainian collaborators. And um, I actually spoke today to someone in our show. Dr. Kogan and I share the same show, and uh, a fellow who is a Holocaust survivor came in. Uh, he was obviously a young boy when the Holocaust was over. But he says he remembers, like yesterday, the cattle prods of the Ukrainians as their transport stopped in some city there, and they were there beating him and, and and the others with him with these prods, laughing as they were doing this, as they were beating them and hurting them. So there have been those that have said that, okay, there are Jews there, we have to help them, but maybe we should also realize that that Ukraine... Has a bloody terrible history, Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Cavillo, Why don't you start us off? I
2: must uh, agree with you that uh, it is uh, the land is saturated with uh, historically with Jewish blood, but I must say that currently, um, you know, what is the you know the we often uh, talk about uh, we kind of are as Jews of two minds uh, uh, about these matters. We say that on one hand. Uh, children are not responsible for their parents. And then they we say who is the son of who and therefore. So I, I must say, it, all these things are absolutely true. But look at what's going on in uh, the uh, modern Ukraine, what, what I hear. On one hand, it's a, still a, a slowly developing society. It's agricultural. And you know, peasants are very uh, conservative. A lot of the prejudices are there, and 100%. On the other hand, there's a very genuine attempt and has been since independence to, first of all, acknowledge, you know, uh, things that were swept uh, under the rug uh, during the Soviet system for their reasons, of everything that happened during this Holocaust, you know, the Bobby Yar, uh, ceremonies and the, where the president of the country speaks and so on and so forth, and also uh, genuine attempts to really look past these things to build a Uh, an equitable society, a democratic society, and you look, they elected even a Jewish president by a majority of votes. It's a very um, honest uh, election. So it, it's a really a hard one because emotionally, I met a lot of people. I'm not from the Ukraine. I did visit, and I encountered some anti-Semitism myself. I was uh, witness to a lot of it. But you hear people, and it's really miserable. But at the same time, there's a there are genuine attempts by the, the the younger generation to really so if somebody is Jewish, that's okay that's okay and Israel is fine that the Israel exists and Jews exist well so um I think currently um I I cannot say uh I mean Hashem decides right it's all God decides who deserves what um so I think what you're saying
0: is that you I think what you're saying is is that um yes the many of the um people that are under attack and that are being possibly killed and uh, that are going to be threatened that have become refugees their parents grandparents and great-grandparents might have been and, and possibly were very not only anti-semitic but were involved perhaps in what we would call um abetting war crimes Absolutely. but we but we should not uh have uh, we should not take it out on them we should realize that it isn't, isn't like Amalek. And this really gets us into the Purim mode. We shouldn't Correct. necessarily see them as, 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 like people see Germany and some, right, as Amalek. Hmm. Amalek, you're saying, was the past. These, these are not Amalekim. Uh, is that what, Rabbi Bekoffer? is this also your take, is what you push today? Yeah, this, why
1: wrote, this is what I wrote on my Facebook group. You know, the, what do you call the woke group?
0: Well, you know, If you yes. wrote it, it must be Messina. I mean, now that you wrote it, I, I, yeah, yeah, please quote I, yourself again. I'm I very happy. To you. Quote I, yourself. I, yeah, you, I maybe I you. should read it. Maybe I should read it. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Maybe you should, because like you say, it's totally Messina. But okay. There is a mistaken <laughs> but prevalent sentiment among Orthodox Jews that Ukraine deserves this comeuppance, that it is revenge because they were so anti-Semitic and collaborated with the Nazis. And therefore, they deserve this that we should be, even be happy it's happening. This is wrong on many counts, that Ukraine is no more anti-Semitic than any other country, perhaps less, as they elected a Jewish president and tolerate all the goings-on in and uh, at and around Uman. And subsequently, so that actually Ukraine is one of the countries with the lowest percentage of anti-Semitism today in Europe. But more than that, as Karl Rove wrote in today writes in today's Wall Street Journal, Putin is a killer, a KGB thug, a brutal dictator. This is a would-be Stalin who just threatened the world with nuclear weapons. He is a danger of epic proportions, an evil man who no one should praise or support. Jews that can rejoice at his exploits and revel, revel in killing and wounding of innocent Ukrainians are not in sync with the Midos of Avro Mavinu. referring to our Rachmanim, Bishonim, and Gomle, hasodim. and And uh, I would like to add to that point, which is that if the uh, if the uh, revenge is, is in real time corresponds to the wickedness, such as in ETS Mitzrayim when Mitzrayim were punished, or Mitzrayim when, when he was punished. So then there is a concept of Avod Rishoyim Marina. Yes, they were the ones who did the wicked deeds to us. But to have that attitude, 80 years later, as Dr. Kogan b- pointed out, that these are not, to later these are people who are Whatever they're trying their best, perhaps, there's some residual hatred, but still, the country is trying the country like a Jewish president, that had a Jewish prime minister recently. So to feel that these are people who we want, Rashmi, La Abed, in any way, shape or form, lacks an entire idea of Rachmani um, Rachmani.
0: So so, I, so we can now probably take your idea and apply it to children of Nazis. Children of the SS, children whose parents were in the SS, and right, right course, across that's across that's the board, across the board.
1: Yes, lesser uh, Goering's daughter was an unrepentant Nazi. Uh, something like that. We should be, you uh, know, we, we can re- we have enmity for. Her. But Amon Goth's daughter from
2: Correct.
1: from uh, Schindler's List, she really is embarrassed. She made a whole movie with a survivor of her, of her uh, of her father's camp. Was a maid in her father's house, and you know, something like that. She has no, why do we, why would we be angry at her? Why would we hate her?
0: Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that. I just want to know that should we probably, and I'll ask Dr. Kogan if he, he's probably seen it as well, should we basically realize that all this painting, Germania as the Amalek and Germany as Amalek, you know, we, we've seen, we finally discovered who Amalek is, that part of it was. The pain and being so distraught, coming out of the Holocaust, um, right? Uh, right. And, and,
2: and you can and see, it's you can very current. So it's uh, it was very Jews. We have to express express it in our tradition, right? In our within that which should fit within our understanding. Since we were taught about Tamalek, so to to see it through some kind of a prism that we can relate to, I think that's the emotional right. need to. Uh...
0: Right. So, you know, again, the, the famous, the Briskarov supposedly said, and again, they, you, they say it over from his father of Chaim, that Amalek was whoever does the actions of Amalek becomes Amalek. But that doesn't. That's
1: a very dangerous Briskarov. I don't like it. I because. because Rabbi Yosheber quotes
0: the name of Chaim. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, well, it, it, it definitely has circled with name of Chaim that Amalek isn't yeah. Geza anymore. It's not in the blood anymore. You can become a And I saw Rav Shaber apply it to the Arabs in their war against Israel that they are they have now embodied
1: That they- is very dangerous. I'm a i am know Rabbi Shaber applied it, and that's why I mentioned his name, but it's a very, very dangerous thing to do. Because then anybody, you know, if I have an enemy, he's a
0: so what does happen? I mean, we talked about this, I think, in previous Rishla shows, but not with Doctor Kogan here. So what does happen to this idea of Amolek? Look, if, if is it just an ethereal idea, according to you? I mean, we talked about yes.
1: for the last three thousand years, it's been an idea which has means to fight evil in the world.
0: But I the agree. idea, right? But if you remember, that
1: Kaplan writes that that's the symbolic of that idea is the fact that we read it on Shabbos. When we will not be allowed to go out to Mulchama to destroy Amalek. Right.
0: OK, but if you remember in a, a Riska program that we did a couple of years ago, I had you take out the Rambam and say, for a mitzvah, you might remember. It might still be behind you uh, in your Sfarm shrank. <laughs> yes, yes. And we, and you looked it up and you said, yes, I have to be Mode. You're right. Yeah, you know it. Your memory was <laughs> right. what? Right. That the Rambam I does say it. that the Look, I don't want to, you know, I can play it back to you because I can play it back and you can hear yourself be moita. Yes, the Rambam does say you read it, then you're going to go out to hate and go out to fight. You need to be energized. And it's all about It's all about getting ready to actually kill. So we talked about that Rambam and we talked about it, maybe it's worthwhile placing that Rambam a little bit <laughs> out of bounds. But I, I assume, look, I'm not going to say that that I believe we have to go out and kill uh the children of you know uh, of the members of the Iron Guard or the children of the Nazis I don't believe that but I think that's it's part so nice of
1: They <laughs> progressive and woke of you
0: yes. right but I do think again this idea of discovering Amalek and, and, and blotting out the Zareb Amalek we've talked about it in the past and I think it could be whitewashed and maybe for, maybe it should be whitewashed
2: but
1: really whitewashed. who's Amalek
2: that's right. a, that's the question Thank you.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. So we have again. So if again if we we uh
0: the well, I, you,
1: of course there are a lot of people who enjoy it, perhaps maybe even you enjoy saying, Oh, I'm gonna go and identify a Molik.
0: Well, again, I I I, I do not
1: you're a, maybe you're a conist, hmm. maybe you need to have an mullet.
0: Look, I am not uh going to uh suggest. That we should go and search out Amalek, for sure. Um, I do believe, though, that the mitzvah, of course, Pelagia has whitewashed the mitzvah. The mitzvah is a brutal one, and it is to decimate and kill that zera out. Now, like I say, you I have
2: think. to identify it. I understand. It's just like, hey, you want to uh, get rid of some, you have to identify it. Who is right. it? Right, what right. But we it? know, again, the psukim say that they. Whatever
1: the key... psukim were 3,000 years ago, they've been a moot point for 3,000 years ago.
0: Right. And, but, is, but but and Now, now say, the
1: last 3,000 years, Zera Musar Haskel. Right. That evil has to be eradicated.
0: The Kisek won't be Sholem until the Zera Molek. The right. Zeamolic so, and it's again it's not the zacar again, all of that you know your Yosef. I don't want to have to disprove it again. All that we know is a lot of uh, apologetics which What's I, a lot of
1: apologetics. I don't understand what you're saying. What's a lot of apologetics? The idea that
0: the idea that we need to eliminate evil in in, in people's minds. There is well, what else does
1: it mean nowadays? I don't understand what you're talking
0: about. Look, because you don't want to understand. There's no, I don't understand. Yeah, there still exists a. uh, There still exists those persons.
1: There's nobody here. No, that's not true. There's nobody. There's no
0: Amalekim. Amalek doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yes, correct. Dr. Kogan
0: says we just can't find them. You're saying no, there no. is no Amalek.
1: Yeah, there is no Amalek. You can't, the fact you can't identify them means de facto there is no Amalek. We can't, we, it's, there's it's, lots it's, of evil in the world, but there's nobody we have to admit to kill them and their children and their sheep and cattle.
0: Well, I would say we, if it would be discovered... It doesn't exist. No, no, you're wrong. If it would be discovered, they, we would have to kill them. We would have to yes, eliminate
1: but them. But it doesn't exist yeah, because the yeah, obviously took them out
0: okay uh, you 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 and god are good friends and you know what what god did yeah I, yes. you know
1: Actually, right. I
0: do. yeah okay right.
2: dr kogan i know that in in your teaching <laughs> the torah what what is that amal i mean uh we know that um even uh the the statement that's on here right bill bull right oh, it, I wrote it, says, yes right. so uh, that so that, I think, is a good uh, explanation that we can't really identify so easily anybody. Yeah, okay. Like right? I, said, I agree I mean, it's not, not easy.
0: I uh, agree it's right? not easy, but it's in no, the no Torah. No, right? that's, and that's, that is that.
1: Sanchei we, at the time, Sancheir changed everything for all time and that was Ratzon Hashem. Right,
0: even right. though Haman is past the time of Sancheir of Fared, So, right. Right? You know, Haman was past the time of right. And
1: Ron Yobama says that Haman was not the, the Yobama says very famously that Haman was not necessarily even a Zerah Amalek. He was an Amalekite B'shita. He took on that Shita.
0: That's the Yobama that the Rub is based on. That the Rav Chaim is based on. Right. So that means
1: there's no mitzvah to kill him and they're and it's
0: always private. One
1: second, they're, in the Megillah The second
0: the <laughs> second Shushan Purim, the second day that Esther asked for was to go find what do you think? They were sitting there with, with, with their because fists they out. They were
1: wicked people.
0: They were because they were Zeramoic, right? No, because they were wicked
1: people. They were still so the, cleaving out there. Okay. They were enemies.
0: So how did they know? Did they have like a badge saying "I hate yes, Jews"? Yes, guess so that's it. i am got how did they? Don't you think? I don't know Ad- how they knew? What do you know? How?
1: How much do you know? How they knew. I see. Esther told her. Uh, uh, I say, she said, "There's three. Enemies. There's three hundred
0: guys left." So you know, in other words, they were like guerrilla fighters waiting to, for their chance. Right.
1: Excellent. That's probably Maybe. what happened. You're right.
0: Maybe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Clearly, Maybe. you know, clearly what, what happened was, again. They were so I bloodthirsty.
1: It's amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look, I would assume after the first day that they right that these guys were cowering and they would they were running the white flag. But since they you're saying, Rabbi Yosef, since they joined Haman's campaign, and even though Haman was gone, that they want to do it. So that joining meant that they couldn't go back already. Esther had to find them and he
1: didn't want them. them to go to South America. Uh, uh, and, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, know, know. And then, oh, the boys from Brazil and the whole thing. You know who knows what that. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> so so uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so joining. So again, if you join an evil campaign, then you are staying for life, right? If you are part of an evil campaign, you are staying for life. Some we, do,
1: some we... don't. No, it's not true. Look at this guy that was the head of the Ukrainian anti-Semites I forget who was, who then found out that he was he was uh, Hungary. My mother was actually Hungary. Hungary,
2: Hungary. Hungary. Segedi. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. made a <laughs> Hello. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. a famous story.
0: Yeah. yeah. Look, we don't have guests often. Let's ask Dr. Kogan about some of the you said you experienced um, some terrible uh, anti-Semitism, or at least not terrible, but difficult anti-Semitism. Could you contrast Anti-Semitism in Ukraine versus Russia—is it basically uh, the same? Is—is is, in other words, right? How would it be different? Do you think the Russians are are a little bit more understanding? What do you think?
2: Uh, I think it's uh, where uh, the, the the question should be where in uh, since I lived in in Moscow, uh, these things in in cultured environment usually didn't in anti-Semitism didn't uh manifest itself. People were you know tolerant and fine. Uh in the in the more rural areas, slightly you know blue collar you get you get a lot of it. And as I said in Ukraine I visited and there was an incident that uh uh yeah. Where I witnessed, I didn't expect somebody to openly say, uh, you know, the the, the uh, dirty Jews doing something, uh, which I wasn't used to. But that was pronounced openly. Oh, so, were, were you surprised. wearing a
0: kippot? How did he know you were no, a dirty no, 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 no. Jew? Well,
2: first of all, it's it, it uh, 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 you uh, in, in the Soviet Union when nobody was wearing kippot. Uh, the facial features were <laughs> very. Recognizable, and uh, we've got he, to send this to
0: Whoopi. Whoopi has got to hear this, right? She she right, says no, you but, get
2: right, right. So it was obvious uh, that uh somebody was Jewish. Usually, it was uh, nobody asked questions. The physical, so,
0: f- the uh, physical phys- phys- amalgam. The, I'm saying yeah, that right. wrong.
2: It felt like a black person here. Wow. Uh, in some, in some uh, certain uh, instances, so I really understand sometimes how uncomfortable some people feel. No, so you do feel like a minority, and uh, like in New York, I was actually uh, delighted that they're Italians and they're Spanish, all kinds of people kind of look uh, half Jewish, so <laughs> you really don't necessarily stand out if you don't wear a keeper. So, but in the Soviet Union, without any, uh, you know, I wasn't circumcised, and right? It's nothing like that. But uh, facial features have always betrayed. And my, uh, forget about, my name was openly Jewish. So my last name, Kogan, is a Cohen. So mm-hmm. um, nobody asks any questions. But uh, even without asking my name, everybody identify, you know, the Ukrainians in Russia are much fair, mostly are, you know, blonde. Mm-hmm. And uh, you stand out. You're a little bit darker, you stand out. You're right away a... Um, uh, you know, so somebody said, "Jew, oh, those Jews are," you know, without <laughs> you, nobody spoke Yiddish; it was the same Russian as everybody. You know. But so uh, back so in the Soviet, it's, it's a bit, you know.
0: So, despite the fact that Ukraine elected a Jewish president, um, and and there's, you, you said, there still is a a, a, a tremendous uh, amount of anti-Semitism probably yeah, still available. Yeah, but but yeah. would you say it's it's the same in Russia as Ukraine? Are they pretty much
2: like if interesting that both countries surprisingly after the collapse of the soviet union uh being jewish has become a lot more acceptable i mean i left while it was still soviet but from what i know it, it's all fine uh they are obviously as everywhere they are you know right you know right wing uh right all these uh, neo-nazis everywhere so uh but just openly it wasn't like uh Back in the Soviet days, you are you a Jew, go to your whatever it is. <laughs> do, do, do you think this is proof?
0: Um, I'm going to ask Rabbi from Do you think uh-huh. this is? Do you think this is proof that you know Khabad, uh, after the fall of um, the dissolution of the Soviet Union, uh, really uh, zeroed in on many of these cities that they had their agents in for years anyway, whether it was Kharkov or or, or wherever it was Lvov, and. Many of these, when these images that we're seeing uh, in in Kiev over Shabbos are, are Chabad shluchim, Chabad rabbonim. Um, do you think, Rabbi Yosef, that they erred in putting so much energies into these towns? Maybe they should have um, promoted um, immigration there to Israel. Is that?
1: You know, I, I didn't think I mentioned this program before. That the only country I know of that the Reb himself did not send shluchim to during his lifetime and refused to was Poland. And evidently, the Rebbe felt that Poland was the only country in the world which is irredeemable. Um,
0: I think you have mentioned that, yes. Yeah, so,
1: too wh- much, much blood. So, evidently, the Ukraine and Russia were not part of that. Uh, obviously, the uh, one of the things that i <laughs> and the Rebbe, Rubav, the Rebbe say about the Rebbe's great accomplishments in this world is that the Rebbe was responsible for the downfall of the Soviet Union. That's why they say that this, he was one of the one of the conditions of being Mashiach that he fulfilled is that. He was successfully and brought down the Soviet Union. So uh, it seems to me that uh, on the basis of that, that uh, the Russians would say, we won, this, we won this battle and we're going to enjoy the uh, fruits and spoils of war and make Russia and Ukraine over in our image for our purposes. In general, Lubavitch is not a, a, a part of their... Philosophy is not to encourage uh, uh, Aliyah as well. I don't think that's part of their philosophy of uh, of, of living in the sciences, in the places where they go.
0: But but perhaps now with you know again the way
1: events oh, are so there's occurring, a war. There's a war. Obviously nobody wants to be in the war, right? But uh, there's uh, I'm telling you, that's not their philosophy. That's not their approach anywhere in the world. Right.
2: If, no. I may inter- if I might, if I might interject that, usually I think the philosophy is if there is if there is a Jewish community. We should be there, so right. So they're shlichim because while they're Jews, they're shl- you know they're shlichim, but they don't encourage. I know they don't encourage or things like that. It's a, it's a different philosophy.
0: Yeah. Which, which again, you know, now the, the world Jewry has to you know bear the burden, and I'm not saying they shouldn't of really saving these communities or helping these communities that Chabad is built up.
1: Listen, the, the Rebbe would not leave Crown Heights. I mean, this, we know the Rebbe held stay put. Even when Crown Heights was being at, at, the, uh, at the, the height of crime, right? Right. That was Rebbe and Rebbe Masha got together to put out shuvas. No, you can't leave your neighborhood. Uh-huh.
2: And Kol Homer Ukraine, that has meaning to Lubavitch, you know, some Yükatira Slav, right? Uh, I think when the Rebbe, his father, I think, was from this or something, a lot of meaning to Chabad. So Kol Homer, they, they would hang on to it, right, as, as long as they can.
1: I'm astounded. I, I know those 15 Russian generals who went last week to Dominic Lubavitch. Did you about them?
2: Yes, I, yeah, I, I heard that. about that. That was a, not necessarily Jewish.
1: No, not necessarily. No, not Jewish. 15 Russian generals went to Dominic Lubavitch. Ostensibly, they went to Dominic for peace, although I don't believe that for a moment. I think they probably uh, You never, know. Stuff you never
2: know. You never know. Yeah. I, I don't know.
1: Anyway, so, uh, you know... Uh, well, i was I was surprised to see that the, the look uh, only there are hundred jews a hundred people living in and none of them are Jewish. something like that i was surprised i would figure that there would be like a major uh major uh chabad center there okay
0: you know as uh, you know dr kogan you've been following the news on this um yeah. there's been i think you know a, a lot of official silence from from Medina's Yisrael about this right
2: well there's a problem because uh Israel doesn't want to jeopardize uh, Russia, you know, the relationship with Russia too much. Right. There are Russian Jews that are coming and they want to have uh, uh, want to have Ru- because Russia is uh, really is in control of a great deal of Syria. Right. Right, so, and, and they are keeping so they're Syria. Connected. They're keeping Syria in, in check. Right, so it's in Israel's interest not to push, but if you notice, Putin, just, Israel just said something, and Putin right away mentioned, by the way, Golan Heights. Yeah, right. <laughs> just now. So uh, yeah, it's 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 all these political tightrope, basically, where Israel is working. So they offering humanitarian help, Zelensky asked Israel to interfere in negotiations, right? Supposed to to uh, mediate. Uh, but it's what's all, your pr- it,
0: what's your prediction? zelensky lives out this
2: year or not i really do not know it's a such a that's why i'm following it because the things are really not clear they're not I, a lot of i, I, I have to cool. say
0: i heard his i heard a translation of his speech that and you know he sounds again he was an actor uh, right. and, and he was in a program where uh, a situation comedy where he became the president. Right.
2: Right. 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 right, exactly. right. So the thing is, he uh, very quickly, to everybody's surprise, mature, this little Jewish guy, right, matured to a president. And he uh, instead of running away, he he's standing. He's there. But I don't know. He, that's the problem with Russia. Russia is the numbers, numbers and uh, blunt force. So how much they can apply here? And uh, that, that's a big question, what Russians can do. And, uh, I,
1: I just to emphasize what Dr. Kogan said, you know, that Ukraine asked Bennett to mediate med- 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 with Russia and to host talks in line between them. You know, that's a, that, that is a pillar. That's an amazing thing. Be-
0: because of Israel's positive relationship with Putin. Um, with, by the no, way, they
1: said, uh, could, they said, we need to believe that is the only democratic state in the world that has great relations with both, both Ukraine and Russia.
0: Correct. Well, Mike Pompeo, who was a secretary of state that was very pro-Israel and, of course, was crucial in getting um, the embassy moved and was very, very positive. Mike Pompeo said that the other day that he felt that if they can get Zelensky, if Zelensky can escape, if it becomes too difficult, that he could they should create a government in exile And that the United States should recognize that government in exile um, as the true representative of the uh, the Ukrainian people. Does that Uh, does that sound
2: unrealistic? If I may, uh, uh, I heard an expression that if a politician has to be in his country, if he's not in his country, his, uh, his, you know, his credit, not his credit, but his status goes a lot. Yeah, he could be supported, but he'll be the president of the government in exile. He have to be the president on the ground. The, in, the Polish in the-
1: government in exile never got back Poland. There you Poland.
2: go. That's a good example. Excellent government. Excellent. And, Excellent. And an
1: exile. But we should mention the the, the great God uh, to whom most of Christos, Korea there, uh, Donald Trump, who said that uh, <laughs> last week that do, that Putin is a genius and very savvy, and uh, I'm sure Look, that the, the, with Donald Trump around at the time of Hitler, he probably would place Hitler as being a genius and very savvy as well.
0: I guess, listen, tr- the the inanities <laughs> and ridiculous statements of Trump. I mean, it's, listen, it's you, you know, it's Or Mordechai Barakhaman with Trump always. <laughs> Look, everything he says is nasty. But I heard some. I heard. Pompe- you know, I, I heard Pompeo mention. That when they asked him, do you think if Trump was still president, would Putin have done this? And um, they said that uh, despite Trump's nice things that he was saying, his actions were actually more uh, suppressive of what Russia was doing than what Biden has done.
2: I agree. You
0: agree? I I don't buy it wait 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 let dr kogan say why he agrees that if trump would have been president this probably this probably wouldn't have happened go ahead why
2: first of all i i agree because uh, i agree with your statement that his actions were a lot more reasonable and determined that his than his statements uh secondly i heard there was a major uh scandal with the uh, biden's son in the ukraine and there was some. Uh, um, some business going on, right. uh, a lot of money involved, so uh, Biden uh, has a more complex relationship with uh, with, the, with ukraine so um, and maybe Putin felt that he could he was in a situation that he could push because Putin really goes uh he, where, when he, where, where and where he can uh, and, and, and,
0: and the truth is he
2: didn't make
0: a move. During the Trump era, right? So, yeah. I, I before Rabbi Bechaper was, uh, you know, he's he's biting, you know, at his bit to get in here, um, mm-hmm. chomping at his bit, um, and uh, you know he can chomp very well now. Um, You're
1: just play me a fair. It's so you,
0: could, you, you could you could chop very well, you know, in your news yeah. in yeah. your oh, new yeah. mouth oh, in yeah. your oh, new yeah. in your new in your new oral state. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I heard that because he was so. Because Trump was so ridiculously unstable in people's minds, Putin was scared. Because you never know how he would 100%. react. Right, and you know he did. Unlike Obama, who had his red line, uh, uh, you know, uh, Trump did order strikes against targets in Syria where you know where Obama didn't. So it's possible that Putin was scared. Uh, of Trump, what do you think, Rabbi Yisach?
1: Yes, it's hilarious. <laughs> he, uh, if you recall, let's let, let's get a little long this year, okay? That now, the, what's his name? Trump curtailed aid to Ukraine. He held it back, right? He would not sell them the missiles. He didn't sell them missiles. So now, the then the, the the Democrats claimed that he did that because he wanted he was pressing them for dirt on Hunter Biden right? And of course, that was withholding in Congress. But Trump claimed, no, it was Lashem Shomayim that he was preventing aid from going to Ukraine. So this guy is the guy who didn't want, didn't want to give Ukraine, unless you hold. he was cock crooked and he was going after Hunter Biden information. He was really against Ukraine with Of he, course he had no
0: Mishitas.
1: That's Come awesome.
0: on, you you know what? You're wasting your breath as usual. He 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 really he has no <laughs> sheetas. No no, no no but like no. Trump has talking. no sheetas. Everything he says is total nourishment. He
1: yeah, he had okay. You Okay he also was a stable genius remember
0: <laughs> we know that he had no sheetas, this right he he he, he, he <laughs> has I attention he has I don't attention. Think
1: Putin was afraid. he had add
0: to the extreme he had Do no we- interest in understanding of anything however him sitting in that seat was a deterrent for yeah. for, for Putin. there's no way of knowing and i don't I, we have no way
2: of
1: knowing and I don't think it's. I, I, I you, don't
2: actually, you... I, I agree with uh, with uh, uh, Rabbi Kivilevich. I think uh, Russians, as a culture, they are uh, scared of people who are less, uh, less, even less predictable than they are. For example, Russians are not afraid of uh, anybody, but they are afraid of the except for the Chinese. They, I remember again, when I was I have to tell you uh, and something. I remember uh, in nineteen, I believe sixty-nine. I was a little boy. There was a border incident with China, and uh, I remember there was an island that both countries claimed. And the Chinese actually started going through the Russian border patrols. They were without weapons, were just going through, or something like that. Was re- and the whole country was frozen in fear. Absolutely, yeah. because somebody who, who values human life even less, who even less predictable, who is even more less, even more dictatorial, is so scary. To Especially the Asians, right? They, they did this invasion, they're going to take over. And they, the people were joking, you know, uh, you know, thousand years from now, an in, in incident on the Chinese-Finnish border.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know it's it's a um, look. I know, I, and no one can deny Rabbi Youssef, that America's prestige, although they kept on saying that Trump was ruining it. America showed itself to be very weak during the Obama years, and you don't think Afghanistan, the the way they pulled out of Afghanistan, was an indicator of how weak America was? I don't know. It
1: was a very stupid mistake on Biden's part. Absolutely, but I don't
0: That's think right. sure.
1: Trump Trump was one who did the most powerful to destroy NATO more than any president you. In history, since World War II, he was in bad. He would not have been able to get the Allies together on any type of sanctions, let alone turning off a, a pipeline. You know, mm. uh, He's a man who burned all bridges. Which, which, which Biden
0: power. turned on. Biden actually wanted that. Right? He stopped when he, one of the first things he did. A little bit of research has, has discovered that Biden, very early in his administration, waived the sanctions on a company building the controversial gas pipeline between Russia and Germany.
1: How did Germany want him to do that? And that
0: that went against what Trump and his uh, administration had done, that they had 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 those sanctions against it. So basically, because of what Biden was doing, Russia was becoming a greater supplier of natural gas. And now that (laughs) what we're in now with the gas prices uh, shooting up so spectacularly and everybody in crisis, we can definitely, I think, lay that. In part to uh, to Biden's actions, you don't okay, think so? Let's,
1: let's, you know what? You're so right. Trump was so much better than Biden. I I just saw the light. Oh, <laughs> you've educated me, and now I see that the great God is indeed worthy of our. Of okay, our- the
0: man. Let's just put it again. The man that you wanted to be president. What has happened to the world since that time? Okay, has the world gotten better What's since? That you you came on this show and said you've got to <laughs> vote for Biden. Biden is going to be it's great for all of Trump,
1: us. Yes, yeah, not because Biden's a bad, good guy, okay.
0: but and since he's become much, president,
1: much a bad guy than Trump. Yes, actually, and that still remains true. Uh, uh, you example: look at you know, I like Biden. I don't like anybody. I like Biden. I don't like Trump. Nobody.
0: You but, 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 I just don't look, like Trump more. Look, look at this. Look at what's what happened. Oh, no,
1: no, it doesn't matter to me. It's not my Lamar. Do you understand? I don't like Biden. I don't like Trump. I just don't like Trump more.
0: Yeah, but I believe if Trump would be president, I don't think we then,
1: would. Then we'd be all again descending even even further into the bad mydos which Trump has instilled.
0: Mydos, in. yes, but in terms of the economy, the Midos, in, terms, yeah, okay. in terms of the insta- in Midos, terms
1: of the instant, is everything.
0: The brinksmanship of people- is
1: everything. I don't know what he's doing. You don't know, and I don't know. This is just hypothetical.
0: Doctor Kogan agrees with me, though.
1: Oh, okay. Ben, That's ben, why
0: I brought him ben, on the show.
1: I'm not going to with Doctor Kogan the same vehemence, I disagree with you, but <laughs> when I say I disagree,
2: okay, we so shall we see what the you, you know, uh, uh Rabbi, you, you must agree that at least uh the Trump was more fun. Come on.
1: Oh, for sure. Yes.
2: That's okay. That's what I
1: said. He was elected. I said we're gonna have four years. He was of so
2: much more fun. fun. You have to, yeah, right, right. Well,
1: now it's uh, back to the old. You know, well, well yeah.
0: as we as we entered the V'nahapachu season, hopefully we can uh hopefully turn this frown. Into a real smile, and hopefully, this uh, again the humanitarian crisis. We should do whatever we can to encourage people to and help in, right, in any way uh, possible.
1: This day, the Ador should take out our modern day Haman, Putin. You know, Putin, <laughs> says here Putin. Some of the Israeli ambassador, the, the Russians, some of the Israeli ambassador said and asked him, "Why are you backing Nazis?"
2: Oh, please, that's a the Baba Mice. they the. the, the they they are so brainwashed and that uh, whatever.
0: All right, well that's about yeah. it, my friends. I want to thank Dr. Kogan for being with us tonight. Okay. And uh, so perhaps...
1: time. A pleasure.
0: You're very welcome. All right, be well, everybody. Das And Dasvidanya. Uh, yeah, be well. Okay, <laughs> well, bye bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of New at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.